that's if there's even the smallest bit inside you of fear of change of fear of growth of fear of success then there's a high chance that you'll start to self-sabotage at some certain level if you're terrified of it you're probably going to subconsciously self-sabotage at a, quite a high level if you're 100% consciously ready, but you can still feel deep in your gut, your intuition's like, oh, this is still terrifying. Then there's probably something else you need to go and dive deep into because you may be self-sabotaging still. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work, but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shifted perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. My name is Jake, and I'm here to hopefully blow some minds and create some perspective shifts um, deep within you so we can move our way further to success in whatever we want, and hopefully for a lot of us in trading. It's Friday here. A little bit gloomy, winter's coming back, unfortunately. We've had our blissful, sunny week, which really got my energy up. But uh, coinciding with that, my son got his first fever. So as a parent, dealing with a ill child is a different, um, it, first time thing, very different. Much less sleep than I would have liked this week, but we're getting through that. He's on the other side, his fever is down. So I'm very, very grateful for that today that uh, we've managed to get through the struggles of the first illness, even though he's still a little bit moody, but he's he's back to healthy, healthy ways. So I'm very, very grateful for that today. And with that, I'm also grateful for my health, my ability to get out, exercise, my able body that allows me to do all these lucky things that some people can't. I'm very grateful, even though there's not too much green around me, I'm grateful for the park that's just around the corner. So I utilize that as much as I can. And even though it's city smuggy air, it's still fresh air. So I'm very grateful for those few things that I try to take advantage of almost every day. Um, sometimes, again, we forget and get complacent with the little things. And it's always a nice reminder to find gratitude for those smaller things. So drop some gratitude in the chat. I know we've got a couple of people coming in from our trading retreat, which is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us before your day in the retreat begins. That's incredible. We have grateful to have been treated to a beautiful dinner last night with an old friend. Lovely. You know how much I love the concept of catching up with old friends as mine live on the other side of the world. Um, so very lovely when you get that opportunity. I'm grateful for the fabulous group of people I have had the opportunity to get to know this week. That must be at the retreat. So that's awesome. I've heard great things coming out of um, the retreats every single time, new connections, new friendships, um, new lessons. I was very lucky. I'm grateful actually to have had the opportunity to give a presentation there last night um, and have you all take a big chunk of my teachings and hopefully information and getting some value out of that. So I'm very grateful for having the opportunity to present there. Grateful for morning meditations. Lovely. Yeah, I've actually got back into my meditation. I used to meditate quite a lot and I haven't since I've had my little man. But this week, 
Um, I was med- this last week and a half to two weeks. I've been meditating quite a bit, and that really makes a difference um, over time. This week, I struggled so hard to focus, and I didn't get to meditate this morning. So I can feel the difference. It, it's it's the first one I've missed in a little while, and it feels like, oh, man, I need to find that time to meditate again. So maybe I can do an afternoon one. Thank you for that presentation, Jake. Lots of valuable information yesterday. Oh, very, very welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm hoping a lot of people got some some value from that. So today we are Friday, a bit of a Friday recap. Tuesday, we're talking about time management, um, basically with the intent to really push people to find time to do the extra bits. If you really want to make progress and you want to make it fast, and I talk about this all the time, I was talking about last night, pulling back those layers, self-discovery, learning the thing about yourself, then you really just key aspects is doing the extra work, listening to um, you know, podcasts, reading the books, doing the meditations in the morning, um, going back and analyzing your trades, being objective on your trades, journaling, all these little extra bits and pieces that um, we're constantly advising people to do. Find the time to do them because that's how you're going to make the progress. That's how you're going to get out of the level that you're at and really start to make leaps and bounds forward. Okay, And time management really comes down to prioritizing. Where do your priorities lie? What success do you want? I mean, we all have different importances in our life. I don't think that's a word, but it is now. Um, we both we all have different areas where we need to focus. Um, priorities that we have to set in front of others. Obviously, I've just had my son, so that's a huge priority in my life. Um, but where does trading fit? Where does your goal fit? Where does the true success that you want fit in your priority list? And if it's right at the top, then you'll make time for it. You'll find time for it. And you can, you know, one of the things for me <clears throat> at the early stages and I didn't even think about it for ages and I thought it was crazy to do this, but I love my music. So every chance I get, I have a headphone in, I'm listening to music and I'm going away. But now that I start to progress and I want this personal growth and development, I've changed that music to podcasts. It's a very simple thing, but it t- t- utilizes the time that I was already using and just getting some more input into my ear. Okay. Small changes like this. I, mean, I know a lot, I don't drive, but a lot of, cause just cause I don't have a car in this city, but a lot of people drive a lot of time and, long distances and with that simply just switch out put podcasts in put mindset stuff in put an audio book in instead of the radio or music you know little things like this can be simple changes that can really boost um, your productivity time okay and then yesterday we were talking about reassessing how we see success okay so i think a lot of the time we have these big goals and we don't really give ourselves the reward and the gratitude for achieving these goals or achieving steps. We kind of sit in a point of failure until we've actually accomplished this giant goal when really that's the wrong way to look at look at things. And I, I think having great, huge, gigantic goals that almost seem impossible, well, I think that's absolute paramount to great success. And I think it's super important to do that. I think you have to have that in the background, but allow yourself the little small everyday wins, the basic habits, you know, talking about BJ Fogg and his lowering that bar right down and then going, yeah, I'm hitting this every day. Go me. I'm, you know, if it's two push-ups, every time one of one he does is two push-ups after he pees. So every time you, you pee, you do two push-ups. That's it. You know, it doesn't have to be any more than that. Now he was saying that nine out of ten times he'll do 10 push-ups, even more. And he'll be super proud of himself. Yeah, look at me. I'm doing more than my bare minimum. And you don't raise that bar, you keep it low and you find the pride and joy in doing those small things because We all know that consistency and discipline will pay out over time. And so rather than raising this bar and trying to become this superhuman and then getting disappointed when we don't reach that, just 
back it down, keep your bar low, but always be proud when you achieve that minimum. And then you can overachieve almost every single day and be proud that you're overachieving and doing more. Be proud that you're going that extra step and you can find self-growth and start to shift your identity in that in that area with that sort of concept, okay? In the chat, that's what I did when I was commuting two hours per day. It had a massive impact on my growth. There you go. So sh- switching out, you know, that drive time for real good, um, you know, audibles or whatever it is that you want, podcast, you know, all that sort of stuff could really help with that personal development. So there's a few things I want to talk about today, and I don't think we'll get through all of them, but I'm just going to start and see how we go. There's self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, and truly embracing struggles and failures, okay? So I feel like I'm probably only going to get through a portion of this today, but I know a lot of people, um, they and these are kind of intertwined with each other, and they do lead on a little bit from what I was saying, lowering the bar and success. So the first thing, self-sabotage can be both conscious and unconscious unconscious or subconscious and it really comes from a few different areas from my understanding and one of the things that i really want people to try and grasp a concept of is that self-sabotage can come in many different forms and usually like most things it comes from that childhood trauma those um, relationship issues whatever it is okay so the things that can actually i suppose be signs of or be proof of self-sabotage can be low self-esteem, negative self-talk, and all these other negative emotions. And I talk about this a lot. What? How do you speak about yourself when you're on the charts? What are your on-chart behaviors and the emotions that you have? Um, sorry, just muting. What are some of the behaviors and emotions that you have while trading? And how do you speak about yourself? So There is nothing wrong with feeling frustrated that you missed a trade or feeling like disappointed that the trade went off without you or that you were breaking your trading rules and you're like, ah, okay, you know, I'm disappointed that I did that. That is normal human emotion. But this is the two dart thing that I was talking about. Ah, I'm disappointed that I broke my trading rule. But then what do you do after that? Do you go, oh, I'm never going to make this and consistently beat yourself up and talk negatively about yourself? Because this is self-sabotage. Because what I want to give you, let's say an example here. You're talking to someone, think about someone that you really care about. Think about someone, maybe your best friend, maybe son, daughter, your partner, whoever it is. And they're really trying to achieve a goal. They're trying to get to their level of success that they're just like, here, here's my goal. I want to crush it. And I know it's hard, but I'm just going to go for it. And then they make a mistake, right? And you're the supporting, the support act. You're here to help them get to that next level. What kind of things would you say to them? How would you speak to them? How would you have them look at themselves. You know, they slip and they go, oh man, I made a mistake. Do you go, yeah, you're right. That sucks. You're never going to get this. You're, 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 you're horrible at this. You may as well just quit now. Would you say that? Check some ones in the chat if you've ever said that to someone who you're supporting. Before any ones come in, I know there's not going to be any ones because you wouldn't. You just simply wouldn't say that to someone else unless you're a bit of a narcissist, right? So why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we sit there and beat ourselves up and have all this negative, really harsh talk to ourselves and these negative emotions thrown up, thrusted upon us when we make a simple mistake or when we just feel like we've gotten to a level that, that's difficult, okay? Why, Jake? Is that why do we do that? Um, that question? Or is that... Sorry, I just got in the chats here. Why? And I'm just w- wanting a bit more information on exactly what it's asking. But my point here is that we have all these negative talk and we throw all these things on ourselves and we start to just lay down on us, even though we wouldn't ever do that to someone else. 
Okay. And why, yeah, why do we do that? So this is a very good question. And this is kind of what I wanted to lead on to. Why do we start beating ourselves up? Why do we start talking so down upon ourselves? Now, this can be because of many things. One major one that I think it is that we don't believe we deserve success. So this is goes back to the self-esteem. You know, what, what do we feel that we deserve? And I think a really good um, explanation maybe of this is that when we grow up, and this is this is a financial kind of um, example, when we grow up, lots of us are taught money is evil, okay? Put some ones in the chat if you ever got to taught money is evil. People who are rich are just nasty, bad people. If you've ever got taught those or been told those things, because I know I did a lot. Yeah, if anyone else talked to us in the way that we talk to ourselves, there would be fist fights. That's so true. If someone came up to me and said the things that I say to myself, I'd be like, how fucking dare you? You can't say that to me. And I'd be ready to fight. It's 100% true, but yet I would say it to myself. Okay, yeah, so we get taught, you know, money's evil. And so we're now in this situation where we can have this endless amount of money. At the drop of our fingertips, we just have to do the the characteristics and do the things that we're, to- we're told and we know how to do. But what does that result in? If we can actually find the success, I think a lot of people are scared of the person they're going to become. And this can become relationship with money. Maybe deep down, you know that if you're rich, you're going to become one of these people that are evil. Maybe you're going to have these bad personal traits that are actually going to shine through. Maybe when you're really rich, you're going to become that snob and you're going to have these negative characteristics that pop out. Because at the end of the day, money really just exacerbates the characteristics that we have in us already. It doesn't change many people. It just brings out the true us. And if you're a very giving and generous person, you're going to become a very giving and generous person. If you're a very mean and demeaning and, I guess, bully kind of person, you're probably going to stay that way just to a bigger degree. Now, what the scary part is, is lots of us want, lots of us would say, and very few of us would say we've got these negative traits, but lots of us will say, yeah, I'm a great person. I'm giving, I'm sharing. I want to give to charities, blah, 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 blah. This is the the front that everyone wants to live true to. And don't get me wrong, I think 90% of people do. But if we're going to be perfectly honest, pretty much all of us have some of these negative traits that we're not proud about ourselves of. We're like, oh, actually, you know what? If no one was watching and there was no conscious acts and blah, 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 maybe I would. And this comes from our primal instincts. Like if you go back, back in the day where there wasn't justice systems and all this sort of social morals, we are primitive animals. We hunt, we kill. We have sex. Like these are primitive instincts that we do. And these still run deep within us. And I think it was Freudian who's talking about the id um, and these kind of like sub subconscious behaviors that we still have in us. But then we have this um, super ego, ego. I think it's the super ego who talks to the ego, talks between the ego and the id and basically tells us not to do these things. Don't go out and kill people. Don't go out and hunt and rob and steal and, you know, all the social morals. But the problem is wealth can bring a level of, I guess, I don't know how to say this properly, but when we get wealthy, wealthy, some of these behaviors can start to leak out and show through and our true character comes in. And maybe some of us are scared of the characteristics that we have. And so this is why I say you have to dig deeper and find out who you truly are. Be honest, 100% honest with yourself, because if it is a state of, uh, maybe when I'm rich, I might not like this. I might not like this about myself. Then you can adjust those things before you're rich, before you're wealthy, before you have that huge level of success. Because 
was it Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility, right? As we grow, as we develop our characteristic, our discipline, all that stuff needs to grow as well. You know, you see millionaires who win the lotto and they're broke within a couple of years and some of them just do dumb shit. And Jordan Peterson was talking about this where you just get a bunch of money. It's not just having the wealth, but it's also the, the leeches that come along, the family members that expect you to give and all these other psychological aspects that we may know deep down inside, but we don't think about on a conscious level. So true success is terrifying. And the difference is that lots of us don't think about it on a conscious level, but I can guarantee you that on a subconscious level, all these thoughts are going into our heads and all these concepts are like, yeah, man, and then I'm going to have to do this and then I'm going to have to have this. And then, you know, what about X, Y, Z? And this can terrify us. And so two aspects to this. One, we go, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for success. And you keep doing the dumb shit over and over again. Or two, sometimes you don't think you're deserving of it. You don't have enough esteem, like self-esteem. Maybe you've had a bad relationship in the past. Maybe you've been treated poorly. And on a subconscious level, you really don't believe that you're worthy of success. You really don't believe that you can be the the one in the family that breaks the the generational wealth. You really don't believe that you can do this on your own. You know, sometimes in our childhood, when we get looked past, when we get yelled at, when we get told we're worthless, you can't do this, you know, all the consistently like you need to get a job. And now we're going out and doing against what everyone's taught us. We're doing against all of our internal teachings. And I don't want to say subconscious beliefs, but, a set of beliefs that we have in us from our teachings. And so we're kind of just going against, I know for me anyway, my parents love them to bits, but they were very much go to university, get a job, do this thing. And here I've gone, traveled the world, been a snowboard bum. And now I'm trying to create great financial wealth through a means that no one can really understand. So you're really going against the grain here. And you have this feeling of like, oh, you know, what if, what if, what if it does work? What if it doesn't work? Who am I trying to prove right? Like, do I really want to go in your face, mom and dad? Like I'm correct. Or am I worried that maybe I am biting off more than I can chew? So all these thoughts and behaviors, and this goes on into limiting beliefs. Like this is exactly what these limiting beliefs are. And because of the beliefs that we have that limit us, we start to self-sabotage. Okay, so I touched on a very few points here. So there's quite a lot to kind of unravel. But really this self-sabotage can also come not only from fear of success. What have I got written down here? The... Yeah, the, the fear of success and the fear of change because like I've said many times, the person you are today will not be the same person you are fully successful. Yes, you'll have a lot of the same characteristic traits and you'll still be the essential you, but you'll have a lot of other behaviors. Sometimes change is scary. Sometimes when you grow and you break free of this shell, sometimes you leave friends behind. Sometimes you leave circumstances behind. Sometimes, like in my case, you leave the country behind and you go somewhere else. Change is scary. And sometimes as we start to level up, we're like, oh, am I actually ready to leave the comfort zone of where I am? I don't know if I'm actually ready to make this change. I don't know if I'm ready to stand out. I don't know if I'm ready to look different or take control or lead people or start to have another growth in financial level where I start to buy these things or appear a different person to other people. Maybe I'll just subconsciously self-sabotage for a little bit. I don't think I'm 100% ready. Okay, I'll try again. Oh, I don't know. It's actually getting quite scary. I'm getting quite close. Maybe maybe I'm not ready for this change. Maybe I don't want to leave my friends. Maybe I don't want to leave this world. And I'm not saying you have to do all those things, but these definitely come along with it. And on a subconscious level in your mind, the mind knows 
the changes are going to come. And with those changes, there are some consequences. And 99% of them are beneficial, but about 95% of them are terrifying. So this is why we start to self-sabotage. This is why we do the little things. And this is why it's so important to dig deep and be 100% honest with you. Do you have certain characteristics that you want to get rid of before you have this true success because you're scared of what they'll exacerbate? Do you have um, certain areas of your life you need to sort of come to terms with and discuss and work through, maybe leave behind, maybe, you know, pry open a little bit more and discuss before you have this great level of success? Because if if there's even the smallest bit inside you of, fear of change, of fear of growth, of fear of success, then there's a high chance that you'll start to self-sabotage at some certain level. If you're terrified of it, you're probably going to subconsciously self-sabotage at quite a high level. If you're 100% consciously ready, but you can still feel deep in your gut, your intuition's like, oh, this is still terrifying, then there's probably something else you need to go and dive deep into because you may be self-sabotaging still. Okay, does this make sense so far? I know it's quite a convoluted concept so put some ones in the chat if it's making sense and put some twos in the chat if you're confused as hell <laughs> that's fine too okay we got some ones good i know sometimes i go off and um can continue on a journey so i, I don't want to leave too many people behind so these limiting beliefs <clears throat> Let's try and figure out what they are a little bit more, right? So if these limiting beliefs are what's helped making us self-sabotage, if these limiting beliefs are really the core essence of why we're kind of not making the leaps and bounds that we want to be making, then how do we figure out what these limiting beliefs are? And this is a question I got asked yesterday, and I think it was a great question. And it made me, you know, dive in a little bit deeper. And I think um, one of the things that I came, that came to mind, and this is what I discussed in my answer yesterday, but I think in a better way, why don't we write out what you're thinking? Write out what you believe it's going to take to get there. <clears throat> and then like, just put your dream out at the fullest level. This is where I want to be. Even though it might sound crazy ridiculous. And then you go, oh, but I couldn't do that. Or I couldn't do this. Or, you know, some people, when they see me, they're like, Jake, how did you just quit your job and just go travel? And just go? just because you can. The fact that you think that, oh, I couldn't, I could never do that. That right there is an obvious limiting belief. Okay. That's like a... a a front surface level limiting belief. If you look at your dream and you go, oh yeah, but I'm never going to be able to do whatever follows, that right there is the first place you need to attack limiting beliefs. Okay, then when we go a little bit deeper and we write out, let's say, write out a discussion between you and your child self and kind of be like, right, what, what, what do we need to do? We won't tell anyone about this, but what do you and I need to do honestly, to, to become this person that, that's going to get us to this dream and speak to your younger self and just kind of be relentless with, oh, maybe we should forgive mum for that. I remember this one time when I was really young, I bit my mum. I was being a little brat and I bit her. And this is something that's stuck with me forever. And it's still really, really strong in my personal beliefs, in my, in my memory. And it triggers me sometimes about being a brat and having like an explosive outburst of behavior. And this is one of the things that deep inside me is a fear or is a concern. And it's something that like I would discuss with my younger child. Like, why did you do that? Is that really something that you'd do again? Like these sort of conversations, right? And really get down to why do we still feel like that? Can we let it go? Like, do you really believe that you're not ready for success? I mean, in Australia, there's this thing called tall poppy syndrome, right? And that's basically as soon as someone starts to be successful, starts to, um, come out of the, the weeds a little bit and make a name for themselves, people just start to attack them. 
they they bring them down, they bring them back down to level, and it's called tall, tall poppy syndrome because you get cut straight back down as soon as you're one of the tall poppies, right? And this can be a terrifying thing as well, and that ridicule and stuff. And I often say, don't fear haters, but love them because once you start getting haters, it means that you're starting to become successful. It means that you're starting to break out. It means that you're starting to um, really push ahead where people are getting envious. And some of these limiting beliefs come from that. So another exercise you can do is think about it at, at a success level and then be a hater to yourself. Start thinking about what you think haters will say to you because that is where your true fear is. And so if you can create up, and this is usually what it is, it's just made up thoughts that come from an idea that someone may say something that terrify you, right? So you start making them up, write a list of them, or can't believe Jake, he's blah, 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 blah. I'm actually struggling to think of any at the moment because I've done this to myself quite a lot. Um, can't believe Jake, how does he think he can wear a suit with that hair? I don't know, something stupid, right? And you can write a list of these things that you believe your haters are going to say and then address them one-on-one. Like, would this hurt me? Is this an area where I need growth on? Like, am I going to be sensitive to this if someone said this to me? These are the kind of things that your limiting beliefs are going to lay underneath because if you're scared of becoming successful and peeking out of the flowers because of what people might say, what people might think, what people might do, that is the fear of the change. That is you're scared of changing. And so whatever those hater comments that you can write about yourself, and I'm not saying beat yourself up and have second negative self-talk here. I'm not saying just have a go at yourself and pull out all your bad traits. But what I'm saying is be perfectly honest with you because if someone said to me, Oh, look at Jake. I can't believe he's successful. Look how short he is. I'd be like, my height means absolutely fuck all. Like that, that just water off a duck's back to me. I'm not the tallest person. Do not care about my height, right? If someone said something like, I don't know, how could he do that? Like he obviously must have treated his mum poorly to get there or something along those lines. That's going to hit me more sensitively because I love my mum and I want to really do the best by my family. So those two hater comments would affect me differently. Okay. Yeah, we only take offense to the things we believe about ourselves. Exactly. So this is kind of what you're doing is you're making up these haters comments because that is the way that you're going to pull out these things that are really going to hurt you. Like I said, like Leah said there, we only take offense to the things we believe about ourselves. So things that people might say to me that are just ridiculous, I'm like, yeah, say what you want. That means literally nothing to me. When someone says something that I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they're right. That's when I take offense. That's when I get hurt. Maybe that's one of these limiting beliefs that I have about myself. Maybe this is some of the self-esteem issues that I need to address. Maybe these are the areas where I'm actually afraid of changing. Maybe these are the areas where I still haven't worked on properly and I need to start addressing. Okay. And once we can get comfortable with these things about ourselves, then we'll stop being our own haters. We'll stop having the self-negative talk and we'll hopefully stop cutting ourselves down and self-sabotaging. And this will lead to hopefully better success. Does that make sense? Is that an exercise that you think you can get amongst? Okay, we've got a yes. Chuck some ones in the chat if you understand that and you think you can go ahead and do that. And any, for those of you at the Bend, Oregon um, retreat, I can't remember exactly who asked this question yesterday, but maybe you can send them to this podcast or give them the information when you, when you see them today. I can do it. Great. Exactly. So once you start establishing this and realizing where those personal things are, where those feelings are, where, you know, that uncomfortableness is, then we can start to grow on those aspects and we can really start to um, to make those leaps and bounds ahead. Now, I've still got a whole bunch. I've only got through half the stuff I want to talk about today, but we are 
up for time. We need to go trade. We need to go make some points for the day. I could ramble all day, and usually I do, but I will save it for next week. We can continue on with some of these concepts. I hope you've got some value out of this. I hope you've got a better, bit of a better understanding of why we self-sabotage, some of our limiting beliefs, and how we can address these factors. And hopefully we can start knocking back some of these characteristics that we fear about ourselves. Okay? Make sense? Perfect. All right. To my traders, I will see you literally in two minutes. Um, and to everyone listening on the podcast, thank you. Much love. I will see you next week. I'll be back on Tuesday. All right. Bye for now.